0: global business news 24 hours a day at bloomberg.com the radio plus mobile app and on your radio this is a bloomberg business flash from bloomberg world headquarters i'm charlie Pellet. we move into the final hour of trading on this thursday june 8th a mixed picture for u.s equities and this update is brought to you by red hat whose broad portfolio of open source technologies for the enterprise helps you get from where you are to where you want to be. Red Hat, the open technology to help you realize your vision. Learn more at red uh, redhat.com slash open tech. Stocks have paired gains that took them to records. Treasuries fell after former FBI Director James Comey testified to Congress. The S&P 500 index now lower by 3 at 2429, a drop there of one-tenth of one percent. The Dow have been at a record. It is now lower by 22 points at 21,151, down one-tenth of one percent. The S&P lower by 3 at 2429, little change there. NASDAQ up 6 to 63 ECB President Mario Draghi says the euro region still is not generating enough inflation overshadowing improved prospects for the economy that led officials to upgrade their growth assessment. If the outlook becomes less favorable or if financial conditions become inconsistent with further uh, progress towards a sustained adjustment in the path of inflation, we stand ready to increase our asset purchase program in terms of size and or duration. The 10-year is down 6.30 seconds, yield 2.19 percent. Gold now down $12 the ounce to twelve eighty-one. a drop of 9 tenths of 1 percent. And West Texas Intermediate Crude down 5 cents a barrel, 45.67 on WTI, down 1 tenth of 1 percent. Business history in the making. General Electric plans to sell its light bulb business as the manufacturer continues to shift toward high-margin industrial equipment. The company, founded by Thomas Edison, is beginning discussions with potential buyers and may sell the GE lighting operations in pieces. GE down one-tenth of one percent. Recapping, S&P down three, a drop there of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellett. That's a Bloomberg Business
1: Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you very much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson. We are Bloomberg Radio.
0: So long, Dave Wilson, stocks are up today. What's with a uh, sting? Yeah,
2: you know, it's all in which segment of the stock market that you look at. You know, there's this consumer discretionary category which is really sort of a, a, a mishmash. It's retailers, it's media companies, it's automakers, it's home builders, any industry that really depends on consumers discretionary income which is where the name comes from. And what's interesting is if you look over the bull market, you know, going back to March 2009, you see that uh, these stocks, at least represented by their S&P 500 index, have been market leaders. But the index is really deceptive, and this is uh, something that Doug Ramsey, who's over at the Luthol Group, uh, highlighted uh, in the firm's latest monthly research book, uh, and specifically that if you look at consumer discretionary stocks, there's Amazon and there's everybody else. Uh, they actually went back to October 2014 when the Federal Reserve uh, stopped with their quantitative easing program, you know, bond buying. And, and and you see Amazon shares more than triple since then. And if you take the rest of the S&P 500 consumer discretionary index, it was only up 8%. And so what – uh Ramsey did to kind of highlight the disparity was to put together a ratio where you look at, you know, this consumer discretionary index, which takes market value into account, and then you bring in an equal weighted version of the index so that Amazon doesn't carry as much weight as it does in in the uh, group that we tend to talk about. Now, what happened is you have the lowest ratio, equal weight versus market cap weight, of the entire bull market. It just got there. In fact, just after Ramsey came out with this note. And the way he figures it, if you look across the category and then just take Amazon out of the equation, you're talking about a potential contrarian pick for investors. If you want to know more, folks, send me an email. I'll get you the chart explanation that goes with it. And everything I do going forward, the email address is dwilson at bloomberg.net. That's dwilson at bloomberg.net.
1: And if you back out Amazon, so we're talking about names like Nordstrom, Expedia, Coors. I mean, I'm just looking at the S&P 500 Consumer Discretionary Index. I mean, these are Disney's in that index, right? Home Depot, TJ Max, TJX.
2: Absolutely, and a whole lot more companies yeah. where they come from. It's just that Amazon has become so right. dominant within the category. It's something like 15% of the market cap weighted version of the Consumer Discretionary Index that at least uh, in, in Ramsey's view, it's kind of skewing the performance of, of this indicator. And uh, you know, once you look beyond Amazon, you see a very different picture.
1: All right, let's talk about the economic picture. We've got Yelena Shalaitova, our senior U.S. economist with Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts. We did get a little bit of economic data, weekly jobless claims, Bloomberg consumer comfort, also the household change in net worth. Anything of uh Yeah, that was interesting.
3: The flow of funds quarterly report from the Fed is always interesting. And today, uh, once again, it uh, basically supported – uh, our view for continued consumer dominance uh, in uh, economic growth this year and beyond um so
1: thank God for the consumer basically uh,
3: just uh, you know <laughs> trying to uh, talk about consumer uh, after what they said, but um you know, today the Fed flow, uh, the the flow of funds report uh, featured two interesting developments. So, first of all, the positive one is on the consumer side. So we uh, saw continued increase in uh, household wealth. Uh, household wealth increased by 2.3 trillion dollars uh, in the first quarter, following uh, a couple of uh, two trillion increases uh, before that. Uh, so that will continue to support consumer because in the absence of uh, significant improvement in personal income growth, and we still don't see much of a pickup in credit. Consumers are not deleveraging. So uh, an increase in wealth will hopefully help mm-hmm. them spend a little bit more. On the negative side, though, we saw an increase of uh, some widening in financing gap. And financing gap is the difference between cash Low generation and spending on capex. Uh, so that widened a little bit in the first quarter. And that was not surprising given uh, the decline in corporate profits in the quarter right. and increase in capex. But we think it's a temporary development and uh, that should reverse going forward. And we
1: want to see capex.
3: We do want to see CapEx, but remember, in the first quarter, that uh, jump in capital expenditures was uh, mainly due to the energy sector, All and right. it was an, a one-off that we expect to reverse. Overall, we do expect uh, business investment to grow this year, mm-hmm. but not as much as uh, we saw in the first quarter. So I think uh, the, the today's report, uh, the flow funds report, was... Uh, very positive on the consumer side, but a little bit concerning on the um, business side.
0: That's interesting. I mean, uh, uh, is there other data out there that sort of uh, that starts to uh, create other dots that we might connect?
3: I think, uh, yes. So um, we also, uh, like a lot of analysts, are looking at uh, uh, different measures of um, – Loans and uh, borrowing, so we see some declines in the growth rate um, of um, business, business uh, loans to businesses. So that has been slowing. So this is a little bit concerning uh, because it seems like it's uh, stemming from decline in demand on the part of businesses for, uh, you know, for loans basically because we don't see any deterioration in uh, lending standards. Uh, banks are not tightening standards, at least for uh, CNI loans. So the lack of demand for loans is a little bit concerning because right. businesses need money to basically expand. You
1: want to see demand that they're willing to right. take on money and do some things with it. Um, Dave Wilson, what are
2: we going to watch out for uh, tomorrow? You know, that's an awfully good question. (laughs) I mean, even though summer isn't quite here yet. It's starting to feel like it, especially with the lack of direction we've seen this week in uh, the S&P 500 and other benchmarks. Certainly
1: been a lot of stuff going on. All right, Dave Wilson, our Stocks Editor at Bloomberg News. Uh, We'll get uh, his stock of the day uh, after the market close in uh, just about an hour from now. And, of course, our thanks to Yelena Shalatova. She is our Senior U.S. Economist with Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts breaking down uh, the economic scene. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio.
0: Get some world and national news headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Nancy Lyons in our 991 studios in our nation's capital.
1: Thanks, Corey. A dramatic day in Washington as former FBI Director James Comey opens up about his firing at the hands of President Trump. Bloomberg's Nathan Hague joins Hager reports live from Capitol Hill.
2: Thanks, Nancy. Well, Comey certainly did come out swinging, those were lies. Plain and simple. At the idea the FBI was in disarray under his leadership, asked by Senator Dianne Feinstein. Do
1: you believe the Russia investigation played a role?
2: In why I was fired? Yes.
0: Yes, because I've seen the president say so.
2: And when President Trump tweeted that Comey had better hope there aren't tapes of their conversations, Comey says he asked a friend from Columbia University to share one of his memos of their
0: talks. Because I thought that might prompt the appointment of a special counsel.
2: And that special counsel has kept the Russia investigation going without him. Reporting live, Nathan Hager, Bloomberg Radio on Capitol Hill. Nancy. Well,
1: President Trump's legal counsel, Mark Kasowitz, says President Trump feels vindicated by Comey's testimony and says there is no sign the president tried to obstruct the investigation into fired National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. The president never, in form or substance, directed or suggested that Mr. Comey stop investigating anyone, including the president never suggested that Mr. Comey, quote, Let Flynn go, close quote. Kasowitz says President Trump never told Comey he needed or expected loyalty. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than
2: 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nancy Lyons.